On April 8, 1933, the main office for press and propaganda of the German Student Union proclaimed a national action against the un-German spirit, which was to climax in a literary purge or cleansing by fire. On May 10, 1933, Nazi Germany staged an event unseen since the Middle Ages, young German students from universities, which formerly had been regarded as among the finest in the world, gathered to burn over 25,000 books. On April 6th, two days before the initial declaration, William Lyon Phelps of Yale University, who taught the first American university course on the modern novel, shared the following thoughts on a public radio broadcast. Owning books. The habit of reading is one of the greatest resources of mankind, and we enjoy reading books that belong to us much more than if they are borrowed. A borrowed book is like a guest in the house, must be treated with punctiliousness, with a certain considerate formality. You must see that it sustains no damage. It must not suffer while under your roof. You cannot leave it carelessly. You cannot mark it. You cannot turn down the pages. You cannot use it familiarly. And then some day, although this is seldom done, you really ought to return it. But your own books belong to you. You treat them with that affectionate intimacy that annihilates formality. Books are for use, not for show. You should own no book that you are afraid to mark up or afraid to place on the table, wide open and face down. A good reason for marking favorite passages in books is that this practice enables you to remember more easily the significant sayings, to refer to them quickly, and then, in later years, it is like visiting a forest where you once blazed a trail. You have the pleasure of going over the old ground and recalling both the intellectual scenery and your own earlier self. Everyone should begin collecting a private library in youth. The instinct of private property, which is fundamental in human beings, can be here cultivated with every advantage and no evils. One should have one's own bookshelves. You should not have doors, glass windows, or keys. They should be free and accessible to the hand as well as to the eye. The best mural decorations is books. They are more varied in color and appearance than any wallpaper. They are more attractive in design, and they have the prime advantage of being separate personalities. So if you sit alone in the room, in the firelight, you're surrounded with intimate friends. The knowledge that they are there in plain view is both stimulating and refreshing. You do not have to read them all. Most of my indoor life is spent in a room containing 6,000 books, and I have a stock answer to the invariable question that comes from strangers. Have you read all these books? Some of them twice. This reply is both true and unexpected. There are, of course, no friends like living, breathing, corporeal men and women. My devotion to reading has never made me a recluse. How could it? Books are of the people, by the people, for the people. Literature is the immortal part of history. It is the best and most enduring part of personality. But book friends 
have this advantage over living friends. You can enjoy the most truly aristocratic society in the world, wherever you want it. The great dead are beyond our physical reach, and the great living are usually almost as inaccessible. As for our personal friends and acquaintances, we cannot always see them. Perchance they are asleep or away on a journey, but in a private library, you can, at any moment, converse with Socrates or Shakespeare or Carlyle or Dumas or Dickens or Shaw or Barry or Galsworthy. And there is no doubt that in these books you see these men at their best. They wrote for you. They laid themselves out. They did their ultimate best to entertain you, to make a favorable impression. You are necessary to them as an audience is to an actor, only instead of seeing them masked, you look into their innermost heart of heart. Why this speech? Today, more than any other time, we are never alone. Between social media, music and video on-demand services, email and cell phones, we are never alone. Even so, what Phelps describes about friends still holds true. While we can still connect with almost anyone, even more so now, whenever we want, there still lacks a depth that we have in person that we cannot have with digital friends. That depth still holds with book friends. Movies are too short. DMs can't convey depth. Book friends are there with you for hours and open a window into their lives on a level and complexity that no one would dare share on Facebook. We always put our best foot forward on our social platforms. With books, we see the real issues people struggle with. I hope you enjoyed that. Please send me your thoughts. This is Jack. Thank you for listening.